0: hello all and welcome to another episode of your one black friend i am your hostess joe lee or you can call me joe let's start the show so i just got back from my waxing appointment and i was having a nice chat with my wax lady about what it's like out there dating and at the end of the conversation she was like this is probably one of like the best conversations i've had on the subject in a really long time thank you and i thought to myself I should probably talk about stuff like this on the podcast. Once again, I know it's a deviation from things we normally talk about, the esoteric, parallel universes, philosophy, but every once in a while we break and we talk about some real shit. Um, I was wondering how to say this without offending anybody, but I understand that in this day and age, or like ever like you can't say anything without somebody taking offense but i was wondering how to phrase it where it doesn't seem like i am lecturing or talking down to people or making people feel wrong about the choices that they choose to make in their lives and the best thing that i could come up with was that i just talked to my daughter um so this episode is for my daughter and if you listen to this and you consider me Uh, a sort of uh, auntie figure or even like a big sis or even a sister, and it resonates with you as well, or best friend even, then this is for you too. Um, I understand that in the climate that we live in, things have come uh, a long way in the sense of we had the feminist revolution in the 1960s and the 70s this movement began where it was like anything a man can do a woman can do too right and so our mothers and grandmothers burned their bras in protest of the patriarchy and then came the free love movement and somehow that evolved into what we have now where it's this sort of hookup culture and women are sort of moving in ways that are considered to be sexually liberating. And that's on the surface. And it's not to say that we haven't come a long way as women, but behind the scenes, what I'm hearing from women is that things aren't quite what they seem, right? It's that even though women feel empowered in the sense of like wanting or being able to make the first move or feeling like they can chase a guy or, hook up with somebody the first date and they own their sexuality on the opposite. end, a lot of women are uncomfortable more and more with it. At least the women that I'm talking to now, if this doesn't apply to you, Don't watch the episode. This is for women who feel uncomfortable. And I've said over and over again that your comfort should be your guide. Your intuition should be your guide. How you feel, and for those of you who are just listening, I'm pointing to my chest area. How things make you feel here should be your guide. So if you're moving in a way that society tells you is normal for a woman, but it doesn't make you feel good, here are some points that I would like for you To consider first things first should a woman split the bill or pick up a tab right well we live supposedly in a time when things are equal so then we should split the bill equally and my response to that is things are not equal so we should not spit the bill (laughs) equally Um, this is directly to my daughter do not split the bill with a man if he asks you out then he should be able to have the means to take you out on a proper date, right? While we've come a long way from a man being able to sell his daughter, right? And men being sort of, well, owning a woman. Um, On the opposite end, women are losing a lot of their protection. And because of how things are in society still, we would like to believe that we're all evolved and that things have changed. But biologically, they still have not. I don't care what the media says, <laughs> there things are still the way they are and we have to address that. So like I said, if this doesn't apply to you, if you're that empowered woman that feels great picking up the tab and splitting the tab with a man that you have a sexual interest in or an interest in long-term as a partner, please by all means do so, I'm not talking to you. However, if the idea is that, well, things are equal um, and so I should pull my own weight and also pay the tab, Um, Here's something for you to think about as far as why I'm saying things aren't equal because things aren't equal, right? First and foremost, we already know that there's still like a wealth gap between the, the salaries that men make and the salaries that women make that has not changed. So that is not equal, right? Yes, there are more women in the workforce, but the expectations of society places on women that has not largely changed, okay? Two, if you're getting ready to go on a date as a woman, if you present as a woman, all right, more than likely, you're going to get your hair done, get your nails done, do your makeup, get a nice dress, put heels on. You're doing all of this to present on a date, all right? Men are gonna put on a t shirt and jeans. Oh, I'm going in. I'm not, I'm just starting surface level first, base level, and then I'm gonna go in. They're going to put on t-shirts and brush your teeth nice cologne whatever but it takes a lot less effort for a man to be presentable than it does for a woman unless you're one of those women who are just like i'll just put my hair up in a ponytail once again good for you if this doesn't apply to you you don't have to watch but for the most part at least the way i was raised my mom always get your nails done always have your hair done make sure you're put together and you present yourself out in the world because we're still a patriarchal society, it's still a male-dominated society, and so in order for women to move about in certain spaces, beauty is our power. You can hate it if you want to. You could say, no, that's sexist or whatever, but there's, there's something quite powerful about beauty. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. There's also something quite powerful about femininity. Everything that we've been told about what how a woman can be equal to a man especially in the workplace, for example, requires for a woman to strip herself of her femininity, to cut her hair, to wear you know, masculine clothes, right? But what the underlying message is that femininity is weak, is a weakness. So for you to be equal to a man, you have to become more masculine, more man-like, more male-like. And that's a low-key sort of like underhanded, like dog whistle insult, if you're really paying attention. right? So I don't think that there's anything wrong with leaning into your femininity. I had a friend of mine ask me, they're like, well, why do you wear makeup? Like you're buying into the patriarchy by wearing makeup. First of all, I'm an artist. So I can, I paint beautiful faces all day. I'm going to paint my face beautiful. I got to look at my face. Um, And I like presenting beauty. I also like presenting feminine. I also like, I like the gender that I embody and that's Fun. I'm sorry, but it is. When I was younger, I played with my dolls and I I braided my doll's hair and then I did my own hair and I ran a beauty business for almost 10 years where I made other women beautiful as well. I love beauty. So please believe that I'm going to beautify myself first. And most of the time, it's just me and my partner at home. So I'm putting myself together for myself first and then of course for my partner. Get what I mean? So I'm not going to, in the in the voice of, oh, girl power, I'm not going to strip myself of girl power. They're, I'm sorry, but I don't know if you ever try to have an argument with a man <laughs> when you're just like, what, you just first woke up in the morning or like you're done up and your hair is done and you're looking good and you're like, okay, baby, like what's the matter? Right? And he smiled. They don't have defenses against that. Why would I give that up? <laughs> like, And once again, I say this with the understanding that some people out there are going to be like, you're setting women back by telling them to lean into being more feminine. And my response to that is I've gotten far in life by leaning into my femininity. So it's not set me back. You continue to do whatever you think works best for you. But I enjoy, I enjoy being a girl. I enjoy being feminine. And so I'm gonna keep doing me. If it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't resonate with you, if you want to portray, you know, a different role, if you want to buy into what they've told us is strength, right? If you want to discard things that you enjoy as a woman, or if you feel better being more masculine, that makes it the go for it. But for me, I enjoy being a girl, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing that. But to backtrack, yeah, you're going on a date. It's, it's you have to put in a little bit more effort than a man to show up on a date. I'm not going to say that it's, it's the expectation, but it's the expectation. And I'm not saying that you necessarily have to like lean into the expectation, but it's there. And most importantly, a lot of women do feel their best when they are done up and put together in a nice dress, this and the other. That takes effort, that takes energy, that takes time, that takes money right? Like dyeing your hair, doing your nails, getting wax. This shit is not free. So the least you can do fellas is pick up the fucking tab. Excuse my French, right? One, two, once again on inequality. If a woman has sex with a man, she has a greater risk of, well, getting an SCD that will be more damaging to her reproductive system than a man. I say that again. If a woman has sex with a man, she has a greater risk of catching an SCD that will be more damaging to her reproductive system, to her health than a man. Like we've heard of HPV, which eventually leads to cancer, cervical cancer, right? So if a woman is on birth control, okay, that's fine. She stops a pregnancy, but a lot of people that I know that are on birth control are still having sex without condoms and they're... Yes, they're protecting themselves from having children, but they're still leaving themselves exposed to other SCDs that, once again, are more likely to harm a woman than it is to harm a man. These are facts. Another thing to touch on birth control. All a man has to do is put on a condom. And most men are like, oh, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. Okay, not most men. Some men, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. Okay, whatever. So women now have to put on the burden of either taking like a birth control pill using a ring, using a patch, all of these things dramatically alter a woman's body, a woman's hormones, <laughs> like she, she once again is changing her body. Whereas a man literally just has to show up, right? We now live in a time where both men and women have to work. A lot of friends I have work and they pay their own rent, right? We're not, they're not living at their parents' house and being taken care of, they're out there in the world having to have careers and things like that. So in that regard, the burden of responsibility and just living life, now that's equal. Like a man has to go and get a job, a woman has to go and get a job, a man has to go pay rent, a woman has to go. So that in the regard of responsibilities are equal. But the things that I'm talking about are not. If you get a birth control pill, there's likelihood that it will make you gain weight. I have had friends who've lost hair from birth control. And it also increases likelihood for getting reproductive cancers and other fucked up side effects as well, right? So once again, unequal, greater risk, even in sexual activity to a woman than it is to a man. So once again, fellas, the least you can do is pick up the fucking tab, right? Now let's go back to sex and most importantly, intimacy. We are told that in this day and age that a woman should feel empowered by just being able to sleep with a man, right? Anything a man can do, a woman can do. But there's something called oxytocin that is released in an orgasm that is a bonding hormone where if a woman has sex with a man, it doesn't get released in men, but it will cause a woman on some level to bond to the person that she just had intercourse with. Google it. Right. I'm not saying that men, you know, don't generate or whatever, like men don't have oxytocin, but it takes more time for that to be generated in men than it does in women. And so what we're seeing is a lot of women, it's an unfair advantage because a man can have sex and disconnect. A woman can disconnect too mentally, but emotionally, it's going to be harder for her because of oxytocin. So until they come out with a patch, and I'm not saying this is across the board, all women, okay, but it affects a lot of women and women are incredibly emotional creatures, beings. So until they develop a patch that <laughs> diminishes oxytocin as well, we are at an unfair like playing field. It's once again, it's not equal. Now the next step is if a woman after taking birth control after all this stuff gets pregnant now here are her choices she can either have an abortion which as we've just seen they overturned Roe versus Wade so depending on what state you have it will be difficult for you to procure one but you that is definitely you that is a choice but it's not something that's pleasant and I don't know if you've ever had to have an abortion but it is it is a harrowing and a horribly invasive and traumatic and traumatizing experience. So that's one. Or you can have the child and then give it up. So you can have nine months of raising this baby in your body that if you're in a situation where you have to give up the child, that's half of somebody who's basically abandoned you at your most, one of your most vulnerable states in life, and now you're raising half of them in your body and then in nine months, you're gonna to have to go through the delivery process, which is not comfortable. I've had one child, so either you are pushing that out, which thank God, my, my daughter was breached, so I didn't have to do that. Um, or you're going through an actual surgery where you have to be hospitalized and they are cutting your body open to pull out a full-blown baby. It is not equal, it is not equal. The fields are unequal. So after you do all of that, your breasts have dropped and you've got this surgery scar or you're, you know, like you've delivered that. So you're dealing with the recovery of that plus, you know, increased likelihood of post postpartum depression, you have to give the child up or third scenario, you or a single mother, which then puts you at an economic disadvantage because first of all, it's already hard enough as it is having to just raise yourself and pay your bills, but you throw in the cost of having to raise a child, the cost of healthcare for a child, the cost of daycare, child care for a child, and you're setting yourself back economically. Even if you manage to be able to get the person to pay child support, more than likely it's it's a small percentage of their paycheck. It's enough to get by, but not really enough to put you in a situation where like, you wouldn't have been had you not having to raise a child on your own. Things dramatically change. And it's much easier for a man to walk away from a baby, from a child than you who has to raise the child and give birth to a child. It is not equal. So all of these things considered, if somebody's asking you out and asking you to take all of these risks, and the benefit that they get is you have a partner that is supportive, that is going to be there for them, right? As a woman, right? Emotionally supported. They have access to sex, right? They have companionship. There is an epidemic of loneliness. Right now, there's a Times article, I think, that came out on there. They're saying that a lot more, more and more men are, are lonely as a result of more and more women choosing, opting to not date. So you get the companionship. And I know women, I am a woman. The way women love is different than the way men love. So you get that. You get that. And I'm not saying that men don't give anything back, they protect and they provide, but even that is under a challenge with this whole like movement, right? Cause now all of a sudden, like people or men or some men, not all, are missing that aspect. Like it's your fucking job to protect. And, and I don't blame them, it's not their fault because I think once again, to go back, I think what we have, what we're learning is this so-called feminist movement is not actually beneficial to women. I, I don't, I'm gonna say it, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, then have a problem with it. It's not beneficial for women. We reach a point in society where it's offensive for a man to stop and open up a door for a woman. Why is that a problem? Yes, I can open my own door, but I, I appreciate the courtesy of it. If there's something heavy, you should carry it. Yes, I can carry it on my own, but you're a man, then what, is, what else are you for, right? And then the, 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 my wax lady was talking about, what else are you for? You're, you're big. That's your job. You're bigger than me. <laughs> I know I had to go back to that. Cause I was going to go, like, I was going to move past it, but yeah, like your job is to protect. That's why you're twice my size. Your job is to provide. Yes, I can provide for myself, but if you're wanting to be an addition in my life, you should be able to do better than me, or at least match me. That is your job. I'm not saying that you should dominate me. That's not the case, but you should provide. That is your job. Something is lost. I remember a friend of mine sent me a video of uh, like a bird, a male bird performing like a mating dance and it puffs itself out and was just doing like all the, clean up this area for for the female and the female was just like a basic looking girl. She was just chilling like, okay, what are you, what are you doing? Let mm, me see what you got, right? And this male like got all puffed up and was like, like, <laughs> just, like just doing the most, right? But he was like trying to get laid, right? You see that kind of behavior. You see males like fight over each other for opportunity to mate with the female. That happens over and over and over and over again in the animal kingdom. But then it comes to humans, especially in the West, and all of a sudden you're hearing shit like, well, why didn't you text me? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Okay, guys, think about everything I just said for the last 20 minutes, and then sit with somebody having the audacity to, to say, like, why didn't you text me? Why aren't you chasing me? Pardon me, but fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm i a female. That's it. You're a man. Be a man. Yeah, Okay. There, there are people, I know I am already this, this is an antiquated mindset and this, then the other is 2020. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Look, like I said, there are people out there who are okay. There are, I know that there are women out there that are empowered and they feel like it's okay. Like they can do that. Like they could chase a man and they can, you know, propose to a man and, and good for you. Honestly, please, if that makes you feel good in your heart area, go for it. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to women who don't feel comfortable doing that. Then don't do it. If you're talking to a man and all of a sudden he drops off and his expectation is, why didn't you reach out to me? And, and you've already expressed that you were interested in him, right? It wasn't that you were like playing hard to get or anything like that. Like you were engaging in communication, but then all of a sudden he dropped off. And then you being an adult, reach out and like, hey, what's going on? And then they try to play the game. Please understand that that's a power move like that's that's him trying to control the situation and he's it's him trying to trigger insecurity this is me I'm talking directly to my daughter it's him trying to trigger insecurity in you to get you to chase when you are ovulating you create an egg for the egg to be inseminated the egg does not leave the cervix and comes out right the sperm has to swim up to the egg that is fucking nature Okay, that expectation that a woman should turn around and chase a man is an abomination. In nature, quote me, guys. I don't think you realize how much I don't give a fuck. Like, please cancel me, cancel me, so I can go back to painting full time. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, but what? You, you, you. If you're saying you you want what a woman can bring into your life, and I'm saying like a, a, a the right woman in your life. Ask my partner, the right woman in your life can make your life fucking amazing. And if a man cannot recognize the power that the goddess in his life, what she can do to him to bring him up the right woman, because that like you have a goddess in your life and she can completely change the trajectory of your entire existence on this plane. If you're not wise enough to know that, if he's not wise enough to note that about you, to see that, to sense that and be like, no, 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 no. Like respectfully, I will respect your boundaries, but I need you to understand I am interested in you. If he's not coming at you with that consistency, I'm talking to my daughter, wherever else I wanna to listen to, it, it's fine. Block him, <laughs> like block him. Okay, I'm being a bit harsh, but like, fuck that, <laughs> like, fuck that noise. If you don't wanna block them, that's fine. But do, do, do not, I mean, if you want clarification, if you say something to the effect of, listen, I've been talking to you and all of a sudden the communication has dropped off. I've noticed a shift in pattern of behavior. I would like to know what's going on. Have you lost interest? Let me know so that I can make, you know, moves in accordance to your change of behavior. That's a different stance than chasing. That's going, okay, like, I'm going to close this down. I'm going to shut this down because you have other options. Don't let somebody trigger insecurity in you and put you in a situation where you feel compelled to chase because that then becomes less about the individual and more about your feelings of insecurity, which that person is inadvertently trying to trigger in you women. This doesn't change until we change ourselves. Okay, and this is only going on because a large majority of us have bought into an ideology that doesn't serve us, right? And so, like I said, if this doesn't apply to you, if you are that woman that feels comfortable picking up the tab, that feels comfortable chasing a man, that feels empowered in that way, I'm not talking to you. In fact, gosh, I honestly, I wish I could move in that way. But... For the rest of us, if you are uncomfortable moving in a particular way, stop. I think the issue is that we're talking about this, but we're talking about this amongst ourselves, women, right? I have not yet met a woman that's like, this works for me. There's a silent sort of undercurrent of women that are saying like, I don't like, what is this? What is this dating shit? What is going on? They're unhappy, right? But I think because there's not that many people talking about this publicly, a lot of women feel like they have to accept things that they don't have to accept. We don't have to go back to the 1950s and 1960s, obviously, but we can like, I think the pendulum has just swung too hard in the opposite direction. And I think that we can bring things to the center where when we go on dates, we are engaging with people that are potential partners, that they want an opportunity to enter into your life and all the things that you can bring into theirs. Right. I'd had this in, um, one of my videos that I did for my members only. Um, I think my YouTube channel, whatever that there's like a membership videos, whatever. So I had like 12 videos that I put out for people who pay for the subscription. But what I'd said was this, why are you going out on a date with somebody and then you're under the influence and then they're under the influence. Why are men asking women out on dates? You're basically saying like, okay, you, you're bigger than me for the most part, right? And you want me to meet you, a stranger, right? In a public place, which is great. You should meet in a public place, so, but in a bar, right? Where I then drink, right? Which alcohol, one, is a depressant, so I'm gonna be depressed the following day, which might then cause me to reach out to you. Two though, back in the present day, lowers my inhibitions. And then three, makes it so that I'm not actually critically thinking, like I'm diminishing my critical thinking skills when I'm supposed to be interviewing a potential partner. How does that benefit women? And why is that the norm? Sir, if you do not have the means to take a woman out on a nice dinner, I'm not saying every woman, because I think that's the issue. There's a lot of people in these apps or whatever, and they're just like going out with a bunch of different people. Then go out for a coffee. That's fine. You know, sit and kind of talk to each other. Feel your vibes, right? Keep it 20, 30 minutes. You'll know everything you need to know pretty quickly when you meet a person. Don't commit to a full-blown dinner with a stranger you've never met. Like I respect that, I get that. But then that's not really a date. It's a meet and greet if you want to go that route. See how the person. If you're online, and you're doing that. See how the person feels, because you almost think you have to do that. But then ask the, if that is a person that you're seriously interested in. Then you should you should be able to afford like 120 bucks to take the lady out to a nice dinner. Save up until you can, right? And then to be consistent with it, you need to do what you need to do, move how you need to move to make sure. That you can show her your interests and how much you want and appreciate and value her being in your life it's not that hard it's really not because right now i don't think anybody is happy because i on the opposite end there's still like i said biologically regardless of what people are trying to say biologically women are still women we still have that need to be protected i i don't i don't care I don't care. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can protect yourself. I know you've taken jujitsu and, and you know, Kung Fu and Taekwondo and all your self-defense class. Of course you can protect yourself. But if you're looking for a partner, you want a man that you feel safe with. You want a safe man that will want to look after you and protect you. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. And if there's people out there saying that there is something wrong with desiring that wanting that, that makes you somehow less of a woman look at nature, Look at penguins, <laughs> with the how they look after their eggs, the males do, right? Like, and then put ourselves above that. We can do better than what's going on now. Once again, we don't have to regress to, to arrange marriages, right, but if you're a man and you're not dating consciously and you're just out there putting your, your seed in anybody that is chasing you, well, that's reflective of you. That shows that you don't have value for yourself, you don't value yourself. Because at the end of the day, and I've said this to my male friends, if you're just out there just hooking up with random women, remember what I said, you have the right woman in your life, you have a goddess in your life and she will change the trajectory of your life for the better. You have the wrong woman in your life and she will fuck up your life. (laughs) If you fuck around and have a baby with somebody, now you're bound to, to that person for 18 years should they decide to keep that baby. And now that's your offspring, your seed is now being raised with somebody you don't know. You didn't take the time to vet. You didn't take the time to get to know, is this a person that I want raising my child? Would I want a daughter like her? Would I want a son to be raised by her? You didn't think about none of that. You would just think of what you did. (laughs) And that's being encouraged too. No thought for the future. No thought for what's gonna happen if I actually get this lady pregnant and she decides to keep it. And now I've got like, this is my, I either have to decide to be a deadbeat or I've got to arrange visits with this person. And now I'm having arguments with somebody I don't even know who might raise my child in some wild way. You're not even thinking. You're just like, oh man, like I just, I just want to have sex. Like, yeah. Oh, she, I, this one girl was texting, I was texting this one lady and you know, well, I'm going to make her chase me. Well, this one's, you know, blown up my phone. So I'm going to, that's easy. You're not even mindful of like who you're laying with, who you're sharing energy with, who you're sharing time with. What their long- term goals are, uh, I'm not sure how that benefits you as a man long term. if you're really thinking about your future self and your offspring, if that's how you're you're moving, if that's how you're now if you're if you're really just out there just like you're just trying to be physical and you're not you know you don't you've done what you need to do. I guess I guess men there are men who can have you know get sterilized. That's fine. then at least you're not putting a woman's future at risk. I hope you would tell her, but that that's an option too, but then you probably wouldn't have watched this far, <laughs> to be to be honest with you. Um, but I guess do you like if that's really your mindset? Then do you? But once again, I think these are outliers. I think for the most part, most people who are dating, and I'm seeing more and more of this, both men and women want to settle down. They want the the single family household. You know, they want children. But it's all fucked up. Nobody knows what they're supposed to do. Men want to be men. In the sense of how intrinsically they know they should move they want to provide they want that and women want to be women in the sense of they want to be provided for they want the security they want to be taken care of they want everybody wants love but everything's all fucked up and nobody knows how to move now okay that's fine then you pick what works for you you sit and you have a conversation with the person that you're talking to and say listen like these are i'm not I understand what's the norm, but that's not how I operate. That's not how I move. If the person has a problem with that, then it's better for you to find out now. Remember the episode about pain? Pick your pain, right? If the person has a problem with that, with you saying, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to fuck you. I don't know you like that, right? I would like to get to know you as a person before, I don't know, like risking all of the things that I just talked about at the beginning of this episode. If they have a problem with that and then they ghost you, or they say, you know what, I'm not interested, then don't you think it's better that you know that at the beginning than three months down the road when you're in a ship or you get pregnant? We're all adults, let's, let's act like adults now. And most importantly, we need to stop behaving in ways that we've been programmed to behave in and start determining what's best for us, both as for men and for women. If it doesn't feel good in this area, You have to take a step back and start deprogramming yourself from what society is telling you to do. If you don't feel right chasing somebody, ask yourself, why is the motherfucker running in the first place? If they're running, let them go. You are a woman, stand secure in yourself. That's not for you. If they're running, they're not for you. And you have to be able to take that as, okay, that's fine. That's closure. If somebody, if somebody disconnects or he goes, follow up and say, I just need to know what's going on. Or, hey, how's it going? I haven't heard from you. And then watch their response. If they don't respond to that, then you've got your answer. Let that be an answer. If they do respond to that, but their response is something goofy, like, oh, I've just been busy. When all of us have our phones practically up our ass, like it's it's one thing to be busy for one day to two days, but come on, you're busy too. And yet you're thinking about them. So if you're thinking about them to the point where you're wondering, I haven't heard from this person, are they okay? Especially if they were consistently reaching out, but they're not thinking about you to the point where they reach out, that's your answer. They're not that into you. Or they're just more into other, like somebody else, or they just want something different than what you want. And all of these things are okay. It's not, it's not, it's just not yours it doesn't take anything away from you. That's just not who you're looking for. You have to trust that. Remember I said in the episode where I said, um, what did I say? I don't remember, but <laughs> I think I said something to the effect of like, well, basically what I'm trying to say is that what is meant for you will be yours, right? It's not, oh, that's what I said. I said like, there are the people who said that that will message me and they say that I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to be with you. Like you're, like you're my dream person. Like don't DM me that. And I, my, I never really respond. Um, but in my mind, I'm like, no, you don't want me. First of all, I'm not yours. Um, <laughs> I don't even know you. Um, but it's something about the traits that I have that you want in a partner, but the traits that I have are in other people. So recognize that, okay, she has qualities that I want in a partner. And so I'm going to find a partner with those same qualities. And it's the same thing if you're talking to somebody and then something happens and then they disconnect or you decide to disconnect, sit with that and go, okay, that's fine. It's not about this person specifically. It's about something about their personality that you like, that you wanted in a partner, right? Okay, good. What you're looking for, that click, that connection, it may not be in this person. You don't have to chase that. You just take a step back and go, okay, well, I'm recalibrating what I want. And I know what I want is out there and close, but no cigar. It's fine. You're failing your way to success. Eventually you will find what you're looking for. But the key is to not put yourself at risk so that you get stuck with the wrong person on your road to trying to fight the right person. Or you get, you know, you end up in a situation that you don't want to be in that can emotionally damage you or physically harm you while you're on your path to finding the right person or to connecting with the right person but you have to do this consciously. Like this video isn't for everybody and not everybody's gonna watch it. And like I said in the past episodes, like, I'm perfectly okay with that. Like, this is for people who are outliers. So if you're watching this and you watch it this far, this is for you. You don't have to do everything that everybody else is doing. Let them do what they're doing. If it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't make you feel good in your heart area, don't do it. Move slow, take your time, Fed people, the right person will want to take their time to vet you too, because that person will be cautious about who they let in their lives and who they let out of their lives. And they will have also taken the time to really sit with what they want. And when you find that person that's another conscious person, that's another intelligent person, that's another healthy person, then you start to build things to where you want it to go. Anyway, thanks for watching.